welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. So I have four sessions now with you, um, and we're going to be looking at the. Um, oh, now then. <laughs> 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 yes, very good. Um, so we're going to be looking at leadership um, because at some point you'll be in some kind of leadership. Who knows? You might end up leading a country. So you know, you never know. You might become the prime minister. Or do you have prime ministers or presidents in Germany? Presidents. Okay, you could end up be president. Um, you might end up a head of a CEO of a company or a church or or you might just be a household leader. You might be a father of your home um, or have influence over a group of friends. So regardless of where you end up, at some point you will end up most likely leading someone somewhere. Um, and so the... the uh, the idea of just what I'm going to be taking you through in the next four weeks is just to look at the, the topic of leadership and look at some ways in which we can put things into place to help us be the best leaders that we can possibly be. Um, and just some of the things to maybe avoid and some of the things to grab a hold of um, so that you've got them in your head so that when you end up in leadership you can be thinking... Ah, I remember when Paula Jane said, da, 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 da. yeah, maybe I'll try implementing that. Or she said, try and avoid that, so we'll try and avoid that. So, so we're going to be looking at, um, today we're going to be looking at the different levels of leadership, and I'll explain that um, a bit more in a minute. Um, and then, if we've got time, which we probably will, um, just looking at sort of, one of the keys to being a great leader is integrity, so we'll be looking at what that what that looks like as well today, and then we'll be looking at vision and goal setting, and um, so we'll do that one day. We'll look at communication um, and communicating when there's a problem. So how do we how do we actually sit down with someone and look at a problem that they either they're causing or or something's happening? How do we work that through with them if we're in leadership? Um, over them, so we'll, we'll be looking at those those topics over the next four weeks. So today, um, I'm going to just really introduce the topic really by looking at levels of leadership, and I've got um, uh, most of the material from today from a guy called um, John Maxwell, who um, he's he's from the states, and he. Um, he travels doing seminars on leadership. He's written a book called Developing the Leader Within, which I was going to bring a copy to show you, but I've left it at home. Um, but um, he, he basically just helps people in leadership, teaches leaders, teaches would-be leaders. Um, and so I've got the material from his book. And also when I was an intern, um, I did a course that he did. It was like a remote course. We watched his DVDs and then followed the things. So I did this course with him um, on leadership, which was really quite helpful. 
So we're going to look at the, the levels of leadership. Um, are you all right with me so far? You, I've not, hopefully not lost you already. Um, but yeah. So John, John Maxwell says this, if, if you think you're a leader, but no one is following you, then you're not leading, but merely taking a walk. Um, so, so he's like, if you want to be a leader, you need to know that people are actually following you. Otherwise, you're not really leading. You only think you're leading. And so he, he is saying, look, let's be leaders that actually lead. Right? And so he starts by saying that there are like five levels or stages of leadership um, that, that we come in on level one and what our aim is is to move up to the higher levels as quickly as possible um, in order to become a, a, you know, like be a good leader or a good leader will work through the levels. So the first level is the level of position and we all start at this level usually, although sometimes we start on a higher level and, and then we realise that actually we've become a leader, but most of the time people end up be given a position. So let's say you, you're in work and then you get promoted to manager. You have been given a position of leadership. Um, and at this level, you, you just come in and it's your title only. So you are a leader, you walk into the room and you say, I have now the manager of this team, I am your leader. Um, and, and so that's the first level of leadership. And if you stayed on this level, then you would have to rely on using rules and procedures to get people to do what you want them to do. And on, you know, when, when on this level as well, there's not a lot of relationship between the person who's leading and those that they are leading. And so you might, you know, think of um, examples that you've seen or experienced where you've seen a leader and, and they're, just, they're just basically leading by dictating the rules. Um, and there are consequences if you don't follow the rules. You know, if you don't do what I say, you're out the door or um, I will dock your pay or I will discipline you or, or whatever. Um, so they're enforcing the rules. And often when you start leading a team, you might have to begin by saying, well, I'm the leader, these are the rules, you know, this is how we're going to do things. Um, and you'll start off at that level. But it is advisable to move as quickly as you can to level two, and that is the level of permission. So, so that is the level at which you want to begin to gain permission from the people that you are leading. So it's, it's not about them having to lead because, you know, they're um, having to do as you say because you're the leader anymore. They're doing what you say because they want to. And so to get to this level, you need to begin to, to just, like, focus on the individuals in your group. Who is it that you're leading? How, you know, get to know them a little bit. Find out what their needs are. Find out what their desires are. And you're beginning to build up relationships. And it's, it's really good at this stage to, to begin to, to create within your team or your group of people that you're leading that 
culture of honour um, in, in the group. So you begin to honour the people that are working for you. And it's really, you know, have focus on the good, um, not pointing out the mistakes and the negative all the time. Because honour is is just having that that ability to value and respect the people around you. Looking at the people in your team and seeing them as as value members of your team, or whatever you're calling it, your your management group or your church or your company or employees or whatever but you're looking at them and you're seeing them as valued members they're they're your greatest assets it's not you know the the production that you're doing it's the people that are making the production and and just honoring them and respecting them um that will build that that place where those relationships um that are developed with within you know from you to the people but also that encourages them to build relationships and where where we're doing things out of mutual consent you'll find that you get far greater results than just merely threatening people to do what what you want them to do and this this level this permission level it's like the glue that will hold all the other levels together so without level two you can't move on to level three four and five um, you're kind of stuck at level one if you don't get level two right so so relationships and, and just that need for honouring and respecting and if you think about it you know Jesus is one of the greatest leaders but he spent time with his disciples just he, well they travelled together and they got to know each other really well you know like he they had meals together they talked together and I I suspect that they probably had a lot of fun together at times as well you know like um no doubt he taught them a little bit of carpentry skills occasionally and and you know like just enjoying life together um so this relationship building is really important so i suggest that once you become a leader if you if you don't know the people that you're leading already then that would be the most top priority um straight away just get to know your people and then then you then move up to level three so you always have level two so whatever level you're on you you're still maintaining level two you know you're keeping that relationship going um, but then you can get to level three where you can then begin to focus on well where is it that we're going as a team or what do we want to to accomplish as a group of people and this is this is the time where then you can begin to to give um, your vision and share the you know the the direction that you want things to go in at this level you 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 know you, you can be looking at statistics and 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 you know what what have we accomplished so far and um, what do we want to accomplish how are we going to get there 
And because level two, if you've got a strong level two, level three will happen quite naturally. It will be really easy because when you've got that relationship with people and people are working together as a team without the fear of, of threats and, um, and they want to do what, what it is, then production is going to really, really grow. And you're going to start to get results. Are you with me? Yeah. And then, of course, once you've, you've, you know, you've moved then on up to the next level, you've got your production going, you've got your relationships with people. The next level then is people development. And of course, all, again, level one, uh, level two and three will work together. So you don't drop off level three just to get to level four. That continues. But at level four, you begin to then look at the people around you and, and you can then begin to develop them and help them to develop into, into better them. You know, you can see those that have got leadership potential and you can come alongside them and, and train them and give them opportunities to grow and develop. So you're looking at the skills of those around you. Um, step number three, when you talk about um, talking about your vision with uh, the team, do you think it's also important to ask them for their vision for the team or do you think it's just important to share your vision? I think if you if well if you've got number two right, then then I think yes definitely be getting people's ideas yeah. and opinions and, and, and developing together as a team. And um, because if you if you've got that good relationship then the vision that you have will also should hopefully incorporate um, the vision of the others. And we, we will be doing a whole session on vision and goal setting and, and how to actually um, do that and then and then you know set out your vision to the people that um, are around you and that sort of thing so we'll, we'll go in more detail into that but definitely um, because if because we're working with permission we've got level two right then it's going to be it's going to be a you know that there's going to be input from from everybody in the group hopefully um, and then you can draw up your plans and your goals and your vision. Um, but obviously, I suppose at the end of the day, you're you're the one that where the book stops if you're the leader. Um, so you you'll need to be clear as to where you want to go. Um, but we'll talk about that in more detail. But yeah, with within that, so you know you've got your vision and you're moving forward. You're seeing the people. Um, their talents, their gifts, their desires, their hopes, their dreams. And people development is, is finding out what they are and helping them step up into that. Um, because I think the, the ultimate goal of, of being a great leader is to, to make great leaders. So, I mean, uh, uh, to quote John Maxwell, uh, he actually says, a great leader not only is not because of his own or her power, but because of his or her ability to empower others. So actually, in leadership, it's not about ruling, really, or it shouldn't be. It should be about coming and, and raising people up to be the best that they can be in whatever capacity it is. But, you know, if you're making 
rubber ducks in a rubber duck factory, you know, the very best rubber duck makers that there can be, or whatever, accountants or, or whatever. Um, but if, if you, you know, if people know that you're interested in them and their journey, there will be high level of loyalty to you. You know, if they know that they can trust you and, and you're wanting the best for them, then you will find mostly that they will then they will become quite you know very loyal and um, competition will will reduce you know like if you're if you're honouring people and raising them up I say competition within the team you know like you so basically. You want to you want to create mini you. You want to you want to create people that are gonna be like mini Mariks, following in Mariks' footsteps. You know, like and, and if you've achieved a great leadership level, then you want others to achieve a great leadership level, and maybe even go further than you. You know, there's that saying, isn't it, that that our what is it? Our ceiling should be your platform. So, like you know, this generation of leaderships, you you should then be able to stand on on our ceiling, and then begin from there and go higher. So, so the aim of a, of a good leader is to say, right, this is where I'm at. I want you to go further than me. You know, like and, and to sort of develop and grow individuals. But you can only do that if you know the people. And you've got to find out their desires and their heart and, and what it is that they're after. And also, that's about looking at people's skills as well, you know, like, and placing people in, in the best position with their skills. So, you know, like, it, there's no point putting me in charge of a football team. I mean, that's a stupid example, but, but me and football, you know, like, I, I don't do football. I might watch the odd game here and there. Um, but... That's not a skill base that I've got, whereas you've got a skill base for football, so you'd be a better football leader than I would. You see what I'm saying? Or if you've got someone who's like really shy, don't be putting them in charge of um, the chairing meetings because that's going to be really difficult for them. And you know, like, so, so look at people's skill base, um, obviously, push them and help them to grow, but help them to fit into where they best fit. And then the final one is personhood. So John John Maxwell, he talks about the fact that if you can maintain levels two, three and four on a long-term basis, then then you have earned the right to to be considered um, a person who leads at level five, in that you you've been able to manage that that level really well. You've got loads of people around you who honour you and respect you and want to be led by you. You've raised others up, so they've they've then had the courage then to go out and and lead teams and and build up teams as well in whatever area it is 
um, and they're doing really well. And, and so you've 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 got like like I said before, lots of mini U's all over the place, all like flour- flourishing and growing and and developing. And it takes a lifetime of good leadership to to reach this. Um, but that would be the aim. So if you know if you're going to be working for a company and you're in management or leadership or or if you you know you're called to lead a church somewhere and um you you know you you want to get to that place where when you're in your 50s or 60s people look at you and say yeah you are a good leader we will follow you and that's a place of respect So they're the five levels of leadership. Can you think of any examples of... It's, so level five is just doing that constantly. I think so, yeah. yeah. And it's just that, that being in that place of, do you know what, I, I, yeah, I'm maintaining relationships, I'm building new relationships with new people that are coming along, I'm, I'm creating mini-me's, you know, there's, I'm re- reproducing the goodness that that I've learned and all the wisdom that I've learned, I'm passing it on and I'm helping people move forward. So that's level five is, yeah, maintaining that um, on a consistent level. So can you think of examples of people at the different levels have you come across? So say level one, have you come across a level one leader before? same in my workplace mm-hmm. so yeah he, our leader he, he didn't really know anybody of us and he was not really good in communicate with us so it was just uh, he said what to do and yeah it was also not really nice to talk to him I mean I'm I'm a really open person if you need to talk to anybody who's in a higher position or something like that. But it was also for me really hard to mm-hmm. just have a normal chat with him because it's yeah. So when you when you went into the workplace, what what was the overall feeling of work? Was it a happy place or was it a stressful place? How how did you know? It was not really happy. <laughs> was happy amongst us colleagues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was often not a really nice talk about the leadership. Yeah. So so did the atmosphere change when he walked in? Or when he yeah. left, did you know like was there yeah. Yeah, it was just more relaxed when he was not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So perhaps he should do this course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also a lot of people just uh, think if somebody is working like that, that this person just wants to get a, a better job, mm-hmm. and so they just took 
this chance to get a bit better and then they can choose a person, uh, a position they want mm -hmm. in any other company. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that kind of leader, often it's about them, yeah. not about what they're leading or who they're leading. Um, it's quite a selfish way yeah, of leading, really. It, it yeah. was the way all thought it is. So I'm not sure if it is really that way or if he's just not used to communicate a lot. Mm -hmm. But that was yeah. what we talked about when we talked about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if he had focused a little bit more on on getting to know everybody in the group and and respecting them and, and creating that place of honour, that conversation about him would probably be quite different. I mean, I, I suppose in one sense there will always be times when people disagree with the people in leadership. Um, yeah. That's inevitable. But if you've got that relationship, it's harder to criticise your leader if you know that they love you and they want the best for you. You know, like, it's, it's harder to pull them down if they're not pulling you down, if they're raising you up. So... I think... Um, Andy and Sharon are really good examples of people who who practice level two, three and four. You know, they I've, you know, spent many time in their office. I used to be the administrator for Kingsway, but we'd sit and talk about my hopes and dreams and desires and they were really encouraging um, to me about, you know, teaching and, and getting out there and starting ministry and that. So so that for me, I've seen them as examples of someone who actually wanted to find out who am I, what am I doing, what do I want, what are my dreams. Um, and I think they, they do a great job, actually, of, of releasing, releasing people into the things that they, they could be released into. So do you have examples of anyone in um, levels two, three, or four, either of you? Yeah, I think for example our youth pastor mm -hmm. at home. Yeah. I think it's, it's a lot of uh, people in just Christian places because they are yeah, often used to train things like that. They are often people who are really um, in situations with their heart. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they just like it to, to be like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's not they are just trying to, it's mm -hmm. just they live it because yeah. they love what they are doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and in many ways, it should be easier for Christians because with Jesus inside of us. And that's his character, you know, like he's, he's a very great model of, of good leadership skills, you know, he, he honoured those that were around him, including the women as well, you know, like Mary got to join the 12 disciples in, while he was teaching and um, that wasn't norm for women to be part of the, the teaching bit of, you know, groups and things, but, but she sat at his feet while he taught and and so he, he got to honour all those around him and that's why he 
he was incredibly successful in creating Mini Him around the world even today. So, so they're the levels and yeah, I've got 10 minutes so let me just talk about um, I want to go on to just talk about integrity for a few minutes um, okay okay great so it probably won't take me that long anyway but just look at the, the subject of um, integrity um, on, which is basically honesty um, as well so so they're the levels and I guess you need this in order to be good at level two um, if, you know there's no point trying to build up relationships with people if you can't be a person of integrity are you okay with that word no, just looking at that it's so, spelled iron yeah yeah you got it I have a German word for it, but it's we don't really use that word. <laughs> okay, honesty. So, so if we want to build relationships, you, so you are right with that word now. It's it's like being trustworthy and honest and and true to what you're saying at all times is basically what integrity is. Um, and that 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 word or, or honesty is really it's really quite important if we want to build relationships with people. Um, because if I, if if I'm trying to build a relationship with you, but but I don't end up doing what I say, then then you you won't be able to trust me, and therefore that relationship's gonna, it's not gonna develop it to its full potential. And Paul, in Timothy, um, when he's writing to Timothy, he says in one Timothy three verse two, he says, "Now an overseer, which is a leader, um, must be above reproach." husband and one wife, temperate, self-controlled, hospitable and able to teach. Um, that above reproach really. Uh, 1 Timothy 3, 2. Um, above reproach is it's kind of like um, above being able to have the finger pointed at. So someone who's, in, who's honest and open um, about you know who they are, where they're at, um, and where they're going, um, you, you can't, you know, like they, there's no hiddenness there, um, so people can't just point the finger. I think Paul's saying so. He wants someone, to, someone who isn't doing something secretly that, or lying about something secretly or whatever. Um, and that that's what integrity is all about. So if you're leading um, people, then then you you want to lead by example as well as by what you're saying and building up the relationships. Um, John C. Maxwell, he, he says this, when I have integrity, my words and my deeds match up. 
So what I do and what I say match, like they're, they're the same thing. And again, Paul says um, to Titus this time, in Titus 2 verse 7, he says, In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and sound of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say to you. And it's a bit like um, like Daniel when, when you know, he, he was a man of integrity. He was someone who, although he was in exile and he'd been, like, brought to the country as a slave, he is now working for the king. And, and the king ends up promoting him over all the other wise men. So he's, he's in a place of leadership, which the other guys don't like. And they try to sort of, like, they're trying to find something wrong with him so that they can take it to the king and tell the king that this man's done this wrong or whatever couldn't find anything um, so you know the story I'm sure that in the end they ended up all they could find wrong with him was that he worshipped God and so then they devised this plan to make sure that the king so that there's like this real they trick the king into having this rule where everybody's got to worship the king um, so Daniel doesn't worship the king because he only worships God and that's the only way they can get hold of him and, and get him into trouble and so, so we, you know, as leaders, we want to be leaders where if someone's trying to find something negative to say about us, they can't really find it um, because we are people of integrity. So a little bit of statistics here. Again, with statistics, you never quite know if they're 100% true, but let's see. Um, apparently... Um, when people are, are learning, um, 89% of what we learn comes through what we see and what we observe. 10% comes through teaching, like I'm teaching you now, and then 1% through other senses. Um, so if that statistic is true, then what I do in life is more important than what I say if I want to be a good leader. So if I'm, you know, I'm t- teaching away and I'm, I'm, say for example, I'm t- telling people, um, I want you to turn up on time. Um, you know, you start work on time, we get this job done, and, you know, that's the principle that I'm teaching. But if I don't turn up on time, then actually, eventually, people are going to be like, well, we don't need to turn up till she turns up. And so then they begin to turn up late because you're turning up late. And you've just lost that particular area because people are following you more than what they're following what you say if that makes sense so so observation is important and so if we're developing our, our level two gaining that relationship with people honesty in all areas of our life is is important you know i don't know we have this saying in in the uk um, we need to practice what we preach. I don't know if you have that anything like that in Germany, but 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 we want to actually do what we say we're going to do. And and that sometimes takes a bit of discipline.
because sometimes as leaders we don't always feel like doing what we think what what needs to be done or what will help um i know there's been so many times where you know i used to lead a cell group and so many times on a wednesday i was thinking i'll be having my dinner i'll be thinking i really don't want to go tonight like i didn't feel like going it wasn't you know like i just but if you're leading something you can't just not turn up because that's not appropriate is it you know like there are certain things that sometimes when you're in leadership or even in life it's a good principle um sometimes have a bit of self-discipline um you know if you want to learn a guitar for example you got to have discipline um i learned the flute um and i had to do the scales you know da 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 oh i hated doing them it was just like so boring but if you don't get your scales and you can't and you don't get like the different you know um because it's different buttons so f sharp is a different button to f and and that sort of thing so if you don't practice your scales you don't get to be able to play the different keys um and then you're not going to be a particularly good flute player if you don't practice so scales are really important and that's that's sometimes life isn't it if you want to achieve and and get to a good level uh, or a greater level than you're at now a little bit of self discipline um or a lot sometimes of self discipline is important um again and to quote John Maxwell out of his book he says the choice of achieving what you want to do by doing the things you don't really want to do is his definition of self discipline So I know we're in a environment of grace and and that's all that is great. Um so we're not talking about I'm not talking about like this whole you kind of strive and stress and and all that but at the same time if we are if we are moving into a place of leadership and we want to 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 get to those levels of you know 2 3 and 4 then integrity and discipline does have to come into play. So, and I think I, I think I'm done actually. Any questions or thoughts? Examples of I mean it's it's very important to have leaders who yeah, are really passionate and are willing to go deep into the relationships i think it's it's often um when you are in yeah in school or in apprenticeship and you have often some small projects and you need to do them with three or four other people and then you have often people who really like to be the most important part of the group and so they they just start to being the leader but yeah they often just like to be the person who has the authority and they don't have really any other things so they often don't honor what you want to say mm-hmm. and things like that because it's just important for them to be yeah the leader of that group and often it's 
yeah, it, it seems to be a, a better for other people if you are the leader. So you can say, oh, I was the leader of that group. Mm -hmm. And so you often have people who like to do that, but you can't really enjoy mm -hmm. their leadership. Yeah, that's then taking the place of position, yeah. isn't it? You like and say, right, I am the leader. Because, yeah. I mean, there, there will be occasions when, when and you, you may well have experienced this, where someone is a leader but without actually saying they're the leader or being given a particular title, you, you'll just see that, that there are people who are naturally good at two, three and four, you know, like they're naturally good and so they end up in leadership without actually having a proper leadership title. Yeah. Um, and I guess that that's what we should aspire to. You know, that's what's something that we should attempt to aim at in our lives. Let's just be really good at at leading, but leading from the side, not from the, the front without the the pointed of the finger. You know, that just that I was just thinking of an example of that whole, for me, being being a good uh, a leader where, where I didn't want to do it. Um, I remember leading the prophetic team, and Alan one time sent me a message, a little bit like Sunday, where he says, right, we're going to do this in the meeting, can you do this? So, so like, I get this text off him saying, um, oh, on Sunday, um, I'd like the prophetic team to prophesy from the front, so they can stand at the front and pick out people and they can stand up and get prophesied over. And, and I'm like, what? Because I'd never done that before. And I was like, oh, no, 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 we've got to do that. Um, but even though I really did not want to do that because that kind of scared me, never done it before, but, but I was the, pre the leader of the team, so I couldn't say to people, right, if anybody wants to do this, please do it, but then not do it myself. Um, so there was a whole bunch of us stood at the front row, uh, like at the front of church, um, all really scared, <laughs> me included, and we got to prophesy. And some of them did it really well, some of them were like, more confident than I was. Um, but yeah, I had to lead by example there. It was something that I really didn't want to do, but I, it wouldn't have been appropriate for me to not do it, just to push everybody else forward and not do it myself. So... So sometimes there will be occasions when you just have to step out and do something that is scary or, or um, challenging or whatever so that you can move your team forward in whatever area it is. Okay, so that's leadership. I think next week we'll begin to look at one. Should we do? We've got communication. So two weeks on communication and one on vision. I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want to do communication first or vision first? So perhaps if I say, when we do vision, I would like to you to have looked at Nehemiah first. Yeah, we do communication. Do communication first. <laughs> okay, so if I, the next two times we look at communication, but in the meantime, if you could look at the story of Nehemiah and just... 
from the point of view of what we've talked about today. Um, and then we'll, we'll look at him and how he saw had vision and how he implemented that vision. Um, but it's a just, I love the story of Nehemiah. It's one of my favourite stories in the Old Testament. So, so check him out um, and have a read of him and see what you think. And next time, okay, we'll do communication. So you'll have three weeks. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.